Welcome to Small Acts of Living, a podcast that helps you find balance using Ayurveda. This is episode nine, and today I'm going to be talking all about snacking. Now, snacking has pretty much become branded as its own meal type by the food industry. There are literally so many bars, mini bites, little balls, packs and pots that we can pick up on the go. And I guess no one really questions why we need to snack in the first place, and should we really be doing it? I guess when you really think about it, the concept of snacking basically technically means that we're still hungry, because we are continuing to eat after our set meals. And I think we all kind of know this isn't really the case, and usually snacking is from boredom, it's from emotional eating, it's from stress eating, it's just from restlessness. There are so many reasons that we snack, and usually it's actually really not because we're actually hungry. So to get into it, snacking, so this constant eating, can have quite negative implications for the body. So that includes things like constant sugar level highs and lows which isn't great for people with diabetes or blood sugar level problems. It can disrupt, stagnate or overstimulate our digestion and it can stop the body from detoxing itself by blocking our channels and clogging things up. So if you can imagine you've had your lunch and then you're kind of grazing afterwards and you haven't given your body enough time to digest that previous meal, you're just layering upon layering this food and it's just blocking and stagnating everything. On an emotional stress kind of level, snacking can basically signal to the body uncertainty. And when the body feels uncertain, it affects the nervous system and it can actually put a real stress on the body. So if we don't have regular meal times and we're randomly snacking instead, grabbing things with no particular order at different times of the day, the body doesn't know when it's going to expect food. And because of that, it becomes stressed and we can get an insatiable appetite because the body's slightly panicking about when it's next going to expect food. We can also obviously ruin our appetite as well and just never experience proper hunger because we're always eating. I feel it can go like one of both ways. So in order for us on a kind of emotional level to feel calm, to not have anxiety, to be grounded, we need to embrace routine mealtimes, which is a massive thing in Ayurveda. So if we can eat breakfast, lunch and dinner at around the same time every day, then we are coaxing our bodies into a gentle and kind of predictable routine, which instantly grounds the nervous system. And as a result, we feel more content and calm and less of that kind of ravenous, wired energy that you get when you're not kind of properly fed. That sort of like hangry feeling. The habit of snacking creates this kind of constant cycle of work or stress for our digestive system, which can kind of really disrupt energy levels as well. So if you're feeling exhausted in the afternoon or if you've got very imbalanced energy levels, it could be because you're snacking and not really having those satisfying meals. So as a result of this, the digestion can become weak and sluggish, which can basically set the stage for digestive issues, a slow metabolism, a buildup of toxins or like undigested food you know, you could gain weight and eventually like disease creeps up in the body. But let's take it back a minute. Why are we snacking in the first place? What is it that makes us snack? So if you're the kind of person who's constantly grazing throughout the day and you're never really feeling fully satisfied, then I want you to stop and really think about why that's happening. 
usually it's for a few reasons to do with dissatisfaction, so not eating a proper meal, emotional or stress eating. And those two are actually quite different and I'll go into those. So let's start with having a satisfying meal. So for us to be like truly satisfied with a meal, especially if it's lunch, we need to include proteins and carbs with that meal because otherwise it's unlikely it's going to be able to sustain our energy levels throughout the day. We will then have an energy dip later that afternoon and then we'll reach out and grab a snack. So this is particularly relevant for Vata types who are not as good at eating protein and carbs for any meal particularly, especially lunch, but they're the ones who need it the most. And it's true for any dosha, lunch should be the biggest meal of the day. And in order to stop snacking, you just want to make sure that you're kind of you've eaten a nutritious meal and you are comfortably full. Now I'm not suggesting that you stuff your face, you know, you don't stuff yourself so you're so full you couldn't possibly snack until the next meal. It's not about that. It's just making sure that you have that balanced plate, which is nutritious, you know, it's got a protein, a carb, a legume, vegetables, a fat. So it just leaves you feeling comfortable and content with what you've eaten. If you tuned into my podcast about what makes a meal Ayurvedic, then you would probably remember that I talk about the six tastes. And again, this is something that can also stop us snacking because if we include the six tastes, so sweet, salty, sour, pungent, bitter, and astringent, if we include those in our meal via spices or whatever foods you're putting in there, then your your palate, your tongue, is not craving for something that it hasn't had. So you can really easily satisfy yourself by adding six tastes and just making sure that you have a balanced plate so your body's not craving something that's missing. Remember that food is our fuel for so many things and if you are having a really hectic day and you've been living off salads and rice cakes, which believe me, I've heard so many times, then you're just not gonna be able to sustain yourself and you're gonna be snacking and you know potentially causing problems with your digestion. So it's always, always better to eat carbs and protein at lunch particularly. Now the way that we snack and why we do it all depends on your dosha type or the current imbalance you're experiencing. Because remember, dosha kind of means fault. So if you say, what's my dosha? What you're really asking is, what is my current fault or imbalance? So if you're a kapha type or you're experiencing kind of kapha imbalance, it's actually really unlikely that you're gonna have the type of metabolism that is burning food very quickly and driving you to snack purely from hunger. So for kapha types, it's more about emotional eating and the comfort of putting that food into your mouth. So if you think about it, our mouth is the very first place that we experience and taste the sweetness of love. You know, when we're breastfed as babies, we take our mother's milk from her breast. And so, this sensation of, of the mouth to do with love and comfort, there's really strong ties there. Now, because kapha types, um, they're kind of sticky, their quality of kapha is sticky. They have uh, a lot more kind of issues or things around attachment. They get attached emotionally to things and people and sentimental objects and memories. So if a kapha type is experiencing a lack of love, or if you're experiencing a lack of love and it's made you become a little bit more kapha, then it could be likely that you are going to replace that love by comfort eating, by literally putting food into your mouth. So it's really interesting when you think about why people comfort eat. There's so much more to it than just being, 
you know, but loving food. In fact, it's not always about that. It's about the comfort and it's about that connection with love. So kaffir type snack from kind of attachment and emotions and vata type snack because they're usually so rushed and frantic. They won't have made themselves a proper lunch. They would have run out the door and lo and behold, an hour later, they're starving and they have to run in and grab a, a pack of nuts or an oat cake or something. Um, and also they don't like the feeling of a heavy meal. So vartary types will just prefer grazing on smaller things because they don't like being weighed down with the heaviness of that meal. Pitta types will snack because they actually have the strongest appetite out of all the three doshas. And usually they actually are very hungry, so their snacking is a little bit more valid. But usually they love to snack on sweet stuff and they will usually go for chocolate or something with refined sugar, which in actual fact just makes the whole thing worse. So if you're a pitta type and you are craving the sweet taste in the afternoon, then I really recommend going for something that's more natural and not the chocolate or the chocolate biscuits or whatever it is that you're turning to. Pitta's have this kind of draw to the sweet taste because they spend a lot of time thinking in their head that sadhaka pitta that we call it which is the pitta in the kind of mind is very intense and they can spend all day strategizing thinking analyzing and um, because of that they can become very very pitta really easily and the sweet taste is actually a way to reduce pitta in the body so that's why if you're a pitta type and you're wondering why you always have this sweet craving it's because of that so is there actually a healthy way to snack well the answer is yes so healthy snacking basically involves just spacing out your food so that your previous food can be digested before you add in any more because if we mix old food with new food then we totally confuse our digestion and our digestive enzymes are not ready to digest anything else so it can cause issues like gas or bloating or IBS or anything like that it can really clog up our GI tract so in an ideal world we wouldn't really need to snack because we will have had those substantial meals and we just don't feel like we need to snack it just the cravings not there you know you feel full for say four or five hours and then you're ready to start the next meal but this does of course depend on your lifestyle now if you're running around or you do a lot of sport and of course if you're hungry it's good to eat and you should never ever ignore your hunger if you do have that genuine hunger so the best types of snacks for you depend on your dosha type now vatas should avoid anything raw crunchy and dry and rough so that's like nuts crisps crackers popcorn rivetas oat cakes to be honest, all the stuff that they absolutely love because Vartas love to hear the crunch. They love to hear the crunch of something like that. It's satisfying for them. But instead, they need to have something more heavy and lubricating, like dates with coconut butter or ghee. They could have mashed sweet potato with cinnamon or cooked apples with cinnamon. They can even make a really nourishing, warm, spiced milk drink. If you're a kaffir type, you should avoid anything cold and dense like ice cream, yogurt, or any kind of heavy dairy, which of course they all absolutely love. And instead, you should go for snacks that are lighter in quality and actually more crunchy, so the opposite to Vata. So that's things like raw veggies with hummus, maybe a spiced almond milk warm drink with spices. And if you're a Pitta type, you should avoid anything raw or overly salty and processed. 
So you can also have dates with coconut butter, for example, or some nice fruits like red grapes, pomegranate or figs. If you are going to snack, you need to think about what the season is and also what the time of day is. So if you are pitta and you are, you've decided to make yourself a turmeric golden milk, then and it's in the middle of summer and you drink it during the middle of a sunny day, that's going to absolutely throw your fire out of balance. The same way is if you were a kaffir eating an ice cream or drinking a green vegetable juice in the middle of winter, that's also going to be way too cold and throw your cold quality out of balance. So you really need to be aware of the environment in the, in, that you're in before you start digging into a snack. Another key tip with snacking is it's always best not to snack after dinner. So dinner should be consumed probably between anywhere from 6 to 7 p.m. And we shouldn't really eat after like 7.30, 8pm, just so that our digestion has the right time to digest the previous meal before we go to bed. Otherwise, that food just sits in our stomach and it can create undigested food, which leads to toxins. And then the toxins are what cause disease in the body. And if you're eating sugar quite late at night as well, which most people do, they like to dip into chocolate. I mean, we've all done it. That can actually just cause insomnia because you are you're like stimulating yourself so late at night. Also, if you go to bed with a full stomach and you've been snacking on popcorn or whatever, it can really affect your dreams. So if you're the kind of person that has crazy, crazy dreams, I really recommend to try to limit your food intake just before bed. Because when you have undigested food in your stomach, it blocks the channels. And it not only blocks your GI tract, but it blocks the channels that lead to the mind which means it's more likely your dreams will be crazy. I should really say that sometimes we think we're hungry and reach for a snack when we're actually just dehydrated. So always check in with yourself and try to think, am I actually hungry right now? Or do I just need a warm water or a ginger tea? Or what would bring me the most comfort right now? And if you're turning to snacking because of stress, then why not go for a walk instead or just try and do something to shift the energy somehow? do some journaling, change what you're doing, just create some, some, some kind of change in your routines so that you're not just sitting at your desk thinking about snacking. Because sometimes it can be to do with this restless energy that we have, this kind of vartery stressed energy. And if we just switch up what we're doing, for maybe even just 10 minutes, then that craving for a snack might disappear. If you want to know more about how to create more of a balanced meal, or to find out the best diet plan for your constitution or an imbalance you might be suffering with, you can book in a 90-minute consultation with me via my website, Small Acts of Living, or you can DM me on Instagram, Small Acts of Living. Until then, remember, cut the on-the-go grazing and go for that sense of calming satisfaction instead with a nourishing meal. See you next time.